Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie and I are so excited to chat with you today. And we are going to talk about, and this is the first of a three-part series, probably doing what you don't like to do. And that is getting rid of staff. And it could be for a variety of reasons. And so today we're going to start with what I'm going to call one of those scenarios that you may or may not see coming. And uh, I actually was a parent in Carrie's program when this happened to her. And so we'll talk uh, today about that scenario and how she cared for that and what she had to do with her program and her parents. And then we'll do a couple other uh, podcast in the next couple of weeks related to firing and getting people to quit. So, Carrie, um, what do we want to call this staff person A today? Let's give her a name, but not her real name. Kiki. Kiki. We're going to call her Kiki. Kiki. I like Kiki. So is that like Kiki the Teenage Witch or whatever that is? The Delivery no, Witch it's Service? Just, <laughs> it's just a name that popped into my head. Okay. It has nothing to do with anime. There's no Studio Ghibli tie-in here. <laughs> I'm like going, oh, it's Kiki the Delivery Witch or whatever she was. We love no, that she, show. This is not this is not an eight year old on a broom. Okay. Not in any way, shape, or form. All right, so she's not an eight year old on a broom, but I think there are days we probably thought she had some broom tendencies. So, um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, no, not at. I mean, at the beginning of this. So let let's set it up. So well, I can do I, the setup. You want me to do the okay. setup? All yeah. Right. Well, but you've got to start with the fact that I bought the center exactly. after she tried. Right. So so you bought. Um, it was actually two programs and two different two different locations from one company and this particular staff person had tried to buy them and she had been a long time employee she also at the time you hired or at the time you took over she had one child in the program is that correct two two, two children. children and then she later had twins right she got pregnant with twins yeah okay. i presume she eventually had them okay <laughs> <laughs> like and at one point i know that we ended with almost four so, um, and at this point in time, that meant that you went from a single program to three locations. Correct. And you had um, some administrative staff. So, although you were the director, you also had um, other people who worked out of one of the locations as, for lack of a better term, office staff. So, sometimes they were assistant directors or HR or ordering. Um, but you had people watching uh, shall we say, um, even if you weren't at a location. Right. Um, so I had at least a seat, a center lead, if not, uh, an assistant director at each of the three locations. So this person was very beloved by the clientele. Uh, they were very invested in her. She had been with the school through, I was now the third owner or fourth, if you count the six months in which they thought she had purchased the center, but she hadn't actually paid for it. Um, it was going to be an owner finance situation because the previous owner felt so highly uh, about her skills and about her value to the school. Um, she was an excellent um, now I guess we would say she was halfway between Montessori and Reggio Emilia, but Reggio Emilia hadn't really hit the consciousness, um, in the United States, but she definitely did 
a lot of Montessori work uh, in her program or in her classroom. And because she had been with the school through multiple locations and for more than a decade, she was an enrollment draw. She definitely was. So she was an enrollment draw. She was dedicated. She was loyal. So on paper, she sounds like the staff person that everybody wants to have. And like you said, she was an enrollment draw. So she was probably even um, something you could have been using in your marketing and that maybe the previous owners had. Correct. Um, And um, I always paid my staff as well as I could. Um, By this point, I was being able to pay my staff pretty darn well. Um, And because she had been with the school for so long, um, she had a total of five weeks paid vacation a year. When I took over, um, well, actually, I guess the owner, the person I bought it for had implemented uh, being closed for two weeks a year because um, we'd been in a director support group together and she she loved that idea that I did that at my schools and she implemented it. So there's the two weeks that we were closed and then she had three other weeks she could use wherever she wanted and one week of, you know, sick leave. So she had six weeks total. Yeah. So let me, let me just touch base with that and clarify for folks. So um, when Carrie talks about that she was closed two weeks a year, she was always closed between Christmas and New Year's and always closed the week of 4th of July. And parents knew this from the beginning. Staff knew this was their two-week vacation. So they didn't get to choose the two weeks when they wanted to, which meant that Carrie didn't have to worry about uh, what I call the scheduling headache of vacations. That should Write that down. That should be a podcast. And um, that she also, so, and, and parents knew. So parents knew that's when they took their vacation. The parents knew that the staff got that vacation paid. So it was a great, um, what I would call equalizer for all staff and for all parents. And it just made everything much easier. And, and it was about, you know, it's about six months apart so that, what from an employer you want from a vacation is for your staff to come back and be revitalized and re-energized. So about once, you know, every six months, my staff were getting a week off, a week away from everything. And then they came back and they were so happy to see the kids. Um, So that's why I did it for, you know, that's one of the reasons I did it from the staff perspective, but it was definitely, I wanted everybody to have two weeks of vacation and I don't want to schedule. And why I picked those two weeks is because there is a federal holiday in the week of 4th of July. So most parents, if they were working, were going to get paid overtime. If they weren't working, you know, and most, a good portion of my clientele was not going to be working on the 4th of July anyway. And then at Christmas, there's two federal holidays, So at most, they were having to take three days of their own personal time off. And because of the clientele that I had, um, many of them, really, they weren't going to be working that week anyway. Okay, so, okay, so she had these two weeks already, and then she had a week of vacation. Basically, she was kind of an expensive employee. So let's put that out there too, because she had she had. She was my most expensive employee. She was more expensive than any of my site directors or assistant directors, because in addition to the fact that she had more vacation than anybody, including me, uh, she also had one child who had free enrollment and one child who had fifty percent off enrollment, 
And she also was the highest paid hourly employee. So she was by far my most expensive employee. Okay, so if you're a director and you buy a center and you're looking at this, you know, a couple of things. So I'm sure that when you would go back and look at it, maybe not at the time, but if you were going to go back and look at it, you could definitely justify some of her salary or vacation time against a marketing budget because you used her as a marketing draw. Um, now, what a lot of centers do forget, and this would be another um, thing to add as, a, as at least a point on a podcast, is uh, what to do with free childcare or discounted childcare. How does that show up on your books? How does that show up on their pay stub? And why should somebody without kids not have that compensation? I mean, depending on, you know, if you're a, if you've got an infant, you could be talking 800 to $1,000. If we go down this rabbit hole, you and I are going to be talking about that for 45 minutes. I, well, and that's why I said, write that, that is down. not the topic today. <laughs> so I said, write that down. Okay. So, so we've established that Kiki is an expensive um, employee, but that is not really where the the hang-up came with Kiki, but that does allow for the framework for what happens next. Yeah, so I had her, uh, we worked together for almost a year uh, before any sort of situation came up, and the situation came up that she became pregnant, and we were like, cool, what's in our handbook is that you get a child, your first child who comes to the center, you pay 50% tuition. And your second child who comes to the program, you get free. And the free one is the less expensive of the two children. <laughs> so she, she was paying 50% of the toddler tuition. And I said, there is nothing in our handbook for more than two children at a discount. Um, I'd be happy to extend your maternity leave until your preschooler goes to kindergarten, which would have been, you know, she would have, instead of taking six weeks, she would have taken about five months of maternity leave because her child was going to be going to kindergarten in the fall. And then she could have gotten one infant for free. And then her toddler would be moving into the preschool classroom. Oh, no, the, that child would be free, the, the older of the two she had currently. And then she would pay 50% of infant tuition for one of the infants. And then she'd have to pay full tuition for the other infant. Okay, so but when this started, did you know she was pregnant with twins? When we first started, I did not because okay. she did not. Right. And when it first I, started, I, yeah. I said, you know, this is... Is what I we can have you pay 50% of infant tuition and pay for your oldest child or you can take a longer maternity leave and have all of the kids at home with you until the oldest child goes to kindergarten both of those are viable when it became twins then it was paying full tuition for one infant and 50% tuition for the second infant okay so um, as you can probably imagine, those of you who are listening, that this was not at all something that Kiki was excited about. Like, she didn't want to... <laughs> she was pissed. <laughs> she expected to be able to have free childcare uh, for her infants. And so, um, yes. what happened next? I mean, we know that she didn't... Um, okay, I know what happened next. Tell us what happened next <laughs> well, why related don't... to her <clears throat> response. What, well, why don't we talk, I mean, what did, when did you start here in Scuttlebutt? 
Oh, like immediately. So um, as a parent, it, it did not take long. So this was a situation um, where there was a, the parent council was already in place, right? Right. Yeah. So there was a parent council. Um, the parents all talked to each other. Um, and she was pretty vocal from the beginning. So my son uh, was in her class and it didn't take long for me to hear that she was not happy. Which is interesting because she knew my relationship with you. It was not like we ever kept that a secret. And so, you know, we're related. I have a son in there. And she is pretty vocal about how um, basically she was going to leave because this was just wasn't going to work. And there were parents who were irate. And I was a money-grubbing so-and-so. Oh, yeah. And the parents were just totally beside themselves. So I was really impressed. Oh, and I also that I was a liar. Oh, that well, was another yeah. thing she was telling parents is that I was a liar because I told everybody that I paid better than anybody else in town. And obviously I didn't, wouldn't put my money where my mouth was. She was earning the equivalent. Well, I guess that's part of the story. So um, I didn't know. Oh, I knew that she was unhappy and that she was grumping at the other staff. Um, but... I didn't know how bad it was, you know, for about two days. And then I had a parent who I had a good relationship with. He actually worked with my stepmother. Um, and he said, we have a problem and I need to know what you're going to do to fix it. And I said, okay, great. Um, what is this about? And when can we schedule time? Because I did not take walk-in appointments for angry parents uh, for more than five minutes. So he told me what it was about that it was about the fact that um, we were go we were driving away the best teacher we could ever have and that it was going to ruin my school and all the parents were going to withdraw if we didn't fix the problem and I said wow um, that is not what is happening from my point of view uh, <laughs> Let's schedule a time this evening to talk about this. And uh, and that's when he told me the thing about um, I told everybody on tours that I was one of the best paying places in town. That's why I was able to have such good staff and that I was lying about that. So that bought me time from that nine o'clock in the morning. You know, you're going to lose your whole business, which I did not think was a good plan since I had, you know, debt associated with acquiring these two schools. Um, and everybody was going to be bad mouthing me. My immediate reaction was to panic. And so I did that for about 15 minutes. And then I sat down and I played myself some music. I believe it was Sting. Uh, <laughs> and I pulled myself together and I was like, cool, wrote down everything in more detail. Because when I have a parent meeting, I'm taking very brief notes. So I wrote things down in more detail and found every single one of the accusations. And then I prepared to rebut them with actual facts. And so what I had, what I knew from that conversation was that she had waived all of her confidentiality rights. So tell me a little bit about what that means, just so that you know, you know, what does that mean? So, I mean, what are we talking about that was confidential? Okay. So her medical situation, I could not tell anybody that she was pregnant. She'd been telling 
everybody she was pregnant. So that was no longer a confidential piece of information that she was pregnant with twins, not a piece of confidential information that, you know, what her due date was and that her doctor thought that since she was in her 40s, she would probably only make it to about seven months. So she would need a longer maternity leave than the average, you know, all of that that would have been confidential. And so I couldn't have discussed it with the parents. She had already told them. So I didn't have to keep any of that confidential because she'd waived that. Okay. In addition, she told them that she was only getting paid whatever um, her net paycheck was. So not even her gross, but what her take home. Yes. Her take home uh, did not include anything about her benefits. None of that. So she had waived the confidentiality about her compensation package. uh, So that meant I could talk about all of that without any fear of legal repercussions because she had opened the door to multiple parents because I did talk to several parents after I had been visited by that particular attorney. Okay, so so (laughs) let's, so, so just, in addition to helping with the framework that we talked about before, as far as how the center was purchased and acquired, uh, the history of ownership, uh, we haven't really talked about the clientele. So the clientele are uh, were definitely high-end parents. Uh, most of them... Definitely at that school, yeah. At, th- at that location. And they were professionals. And this was not the only lawyer on staff. <laughs> or uh, only lawyer parent. I mean... The the attorney general of the state was one of the clients of the center at that time. And you had several and you had several parents who were child custody attorneys. So this was not just they were corporate attorneys or that they didn't have any experience with family law or business law. You had everything. And then we also had people who wrote for the newspaper. Um, So the threat that they would ruin me was not unfounded. Um, but I just, I knew that I had done everything fairly and appropriately and professionally, and I just prepared for the conversation. And this was on a Friday. No, it was on a Wednesday. It was on a Wednesday. Um, so I wanted to get all this wrapped up by Friday so that parents would have a chance to use their gossip for good over the weekend. So another thing (laughs) I want to make sure that I touch about for those of you who are listening, Um, is let's also keep in mind that at this point in time, this was not at the beginning of Carrie's career, but Carrie was well under 30. So think about this when you look at um, your age. So if you're listening to this and you're in your 30s or 40s, know that Carrie's going through this experience with professional parents who have advanced degrees, who already have an interesting opinion of this industry. And um, they are coming at this with, so they're coming at this with an advanced degree. And although nobody actually knows her age, she is obviously appears to be on the younger end. So I'm going to say that she had parents uh, because she was not quite half the age of this teacher, but she was almost half the age of this teacher. And that there were parents who I felt wanted to use their age and experience to strong arm her into what they wanted. Huh. I had never really thought about it from that perspective at all Um, because I'd already run a center for almost a decade. Um, I mean, I was like, what, eight years in at that point? (laughs) Something like that. I, I don't remember the year I bought it, but... Um, and you know, I'd already had the school for about a year when all this happened. So it it didn't even occur to me, 
um, that there was an ageism um, or an elitism element to it. So that's real interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yes, there were both. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, um, the first thing, uh, the thing that they were, he seemed to be most concerned about is he was paying some of the highest tuition in the area and he thought he was paying it so that we could pay our staff well. And he thought that that was being misrepresented to him. And for him, that was a huge issue was that we were misrepresenting. And so I did research the internet did exist. It was not as wonderful as it is today, but I was and I did know people. Yeah, you knew the, the, the centers in your area and talked to them. So it wasn't like right. this was, yeah. Yeah, I knew I paid better than the centers. But one of the things that the previous owner had said is that we paid on par with the school district for similar experience and training. So he had mentioned that because I never used that. But he, he enrolled with the other owner. So I pulled up the information from the school district as to their pay rate when you add in their benefits. So I knew how much her benefits were worth. <laughs> and so I added that into her salary. And the answer was that she was being compensated equivalent to a teacher with a master's degree in a specialization who had worked for the school district for more than 20 years. And that made the conversation very easy. Um, and then the issue about... Okay, so so let's talk about the conversation. So you called a parent meeting. Well, but first I had the meeting with just him. Oh, you had and a, a meeting with... with just him before the parent meeting? Yes. Okay, all right. So I had a meeting with just him and I said, I heard what you said and I want, it, I want you to tell me everything that the parents are concerned about. Because I had given him the assignment of talking to as many parents as he could before we got together that I evening. do remember that, yes. Um, and so I said, okay, I want to hear everything the parents are saying so that I can properly address the issues. He gave me it with both barrels and I took copious notes and I recorded the meeting. Um so that I could go back and listen to it again. And then I said, I feel very strongly that we have done what is in our policies and what sh was expected of us. I want to make our parents happy. That is the entire reason I'm in this business is to make parents happy and to make children feel secure while they are learning. So I will do everything I can to make this right and to come up with a... A solution that makes everyone happy. When doing this, you had to really, um, which is a lot, something a lot of directors don't do. A, you had to swallow some pride. And B, yeah. you had to be prepared to open your books. So you got probably more transparent with not just your A parent, but with your parents and your staff. So now all of a sudden, staff who were also parents were invited to this parent meeting. And so all of a sudden, they now know what we had that making. on Friday. Yes, we so had that now, on Friday. Yeah. So she now knows or they all know and it didn't take long with the rumor mill for all the staff to know what this one teacher was making because it was with especially with her benefits so much more than everybody else. But she'd been there a long time, 10, 10, 10 plus years. Um, she had six weeks vacation, paid vacation. Um, as well as one child free and a half a child or another child at 50% off. Right. So in the parent meeting, I said, I've come up with 
two solutions um, and I'm open to other ones and I did the math for them. On... So you, so you, sh- so you, so before you gave them the solutions, you shared basically the budget. Like you basically went, here's, here's the numbers. Here's the numbers. Here's the overhead for this building. Um, this class takes up more than 60% of the building. So it needs to pay for more than 60% of the overhead for this building. Um, right now, um, we have it budgeted to take care of 70% of the overhead for the building. Uh, this is the total payroll and benefits for this classroom. I didn't do it for the whole center. I said for this classroom. Of that, this is the amount of payroll and benefits for this person. And what I present, and I said, I have heard from many of you, and I have heard you guys say that you will pay whatever it takes to keep Kiki here. And I believe you. I absolutely believe you. So let's do the math together. What is the math if she got three children for free and one child at 50%. What are those benefits and how much would we have to increase each one of your tuitions by while her preschooler is still at the center? So that was going to be for three months. Um, actually, she wanted her children to continue to receive care while she was at home um, for the last two months of her pregnancy. Okay. So I guess it was for four months. So for four months, uh, four or five months, they would have to pay X amount and they saw the math happening on a dry erase board in front of them. Okay. And I said, and then once that child goes off to kindergarten and the one who's currently in the toddler room moves up to the preschool classroom, this is what that amount of benefit is uh, that is you know, in addition to what she has now. And so this is what you guys would be paying every month until her child who is not yet three moves on to kindergarten. And I said, we can totally, we can absolutely do that if you guys are all in. But you have to go home and look at it and decide if you are ready to do that. The other alternative was that I accept her resignation that she threw on my desk without the two weeks notice. And she said she would work through next week to allow us time to hire someone. I can either accept her resignation and we can bring in this, per, you know, and we can adjust the staffing or we can do this. Those are the two solutions that I see. Now, and then I let the parents, and then I left the room. Okay, so so you left the room, and the parents discussed, and how did that how did that end? We did not have a resolution at the end of the meeting. Uh, I did come back in after I'd given them about twenty minutes to talk, and I said, uh, and I brought the pizza, <laughs> and I said. Uh, I guess I gave them the pizza before I walked out of the room. Um, So I came back at the end and I said, okay, have you guys come to a decision? They hadn't come to a decision. So I said, okay, lawyer, parent, I'm going to put you in charge of getting me an answer by nine o'clock on Monday because it is unfair to Kiki to not give her an answer by then. Kiki needs to be able to plan her life. It's unfair to make her wait longer than a weekend which was not the reaction that the parents were expecting. That my whole concern was that Kiki be able to plan what she was going to be doing for the next several years. It was not about I need to be able to hire if I'm hiring. It wasn't about we need to print out new tuition sheets. It's Kiki needs to know the answer so that Kiki can live her life. 
And I think that sent people off with the right attitude because really that's I, I really care more about having staff who are happy than I care about the bottom line. Because if my staff are happy and my clients are happy, the bottom line will take care of itself. All right. So Monday morning rolls around. Uh, the parents told me that they had planned an amazing baby shower for Kiki. Okay. And that they could not justify paying twice the tuition until that they were currently paying for the time until... Kiki's son went to kindergarten and about one and a half times their tuition thereafter uh, for two years. Okay, so the parents basically made the decision that although she was a valued employee, she wasn't that valued. Yeah, she was not worth twice what they were already paying when they were already paying more than anybody else was. Well, not anybody. There were programs who were more than me, but more than most other programs. Okay, so Monday rolls around. I assume that Kiki does not know any of this yet. Oh, no, the parents called her to oh, okay. check on to check on dates that would work for her for the baby shower. Okay. And so basically parents, you know, some of them gave her checks and some of, you know, they gave her everything she would need for twins and some of them gave her cash so that she could make it through the pregnancy. Um, but, you know, they, they could see giving her a thousand dollars, you know, individual families gave her checks for a thousand dollars because that was so much less than what they would have to do if she stayed. Okay. So the parents were very gracious to her. This is how you thought as of Monday morning, things were going to go down. What happened with that plan in a few months? Now, I want to hear it from your, from your perspective. Well, I don't know as much about what happened in a few months. I know that she left and I know that kids left and went with her. Um, you know, that was 21 years ago. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and, and I'm not sure I a hundred percent know how they got from, um, how, the, how she contacted them. So I guess this is an opportunity for people to think about their, um, yeah, I mean, basically conflict of interest clauses yeah. in your, in your exit paperwork or hire paperwork, because yeah. what I remember is that several families left to go with her after the twins were born. So the plan had been what she agreed to do was instead she, you know, when she w got the information that the parents were not down for for doing the uh, doubling their tuition and because it came from the parents and not from me. Um, she at first was in a really, okay, so this is what the situation is and I'll work until I was going to go on maternity leave. So I'll work until I'm six and a half or seven months pregnant. She did not actually work through that amount of time. Um, she got mad one day because like something that was on the, supp her supply list, I didn't purchase or something like that. And well, yeah, she was it was just some like, ridiculous fruit. It was a like a like a star fruit that was a star fruit or a dragon fruit or something like that that yeah, she something. wanted enough of for her entire class, which was twenty seven children. She wanted one of these for each of her kids, and <laughs> I was like, "That's that's that's ridiculous." Um, and so I didn't get it for her. I instead got kiwi, which was another novel fruit that the kids hadn't eaten. Um, or were likely to have not eaten. Um, and she, she quit immediately with no notice. Like she left before her shift was over that day. Um, 
and she had everyone's contact information and there were parents who she contacted and um, none of them, like I had conversations with several of the parents, but none of them, once they got the information as to what the temper tantrum was about, which they did not get from me, um, they were like, you did the right thing, uh, letting her quit, you know, because my response when people talked to me was, well, she was feeling very emotional. And I understand that I've been pregnant. It's got to be worse when you're pregnant with twins. Um, you know, I, I really can't go into the details of what happened uh, as to why she left without finishing out the amount of time she had wanted to. So they, of course, talked to the other staff. Uh, <laughs> and the other staff were perfectly happy to gossip, as staff are. Um, and we did have three families that once she had the babies, she set up a registered family home in her house. Um, which she took three families and I don't really understand how that works when you have four of your own and you can only have six children, but that's what happened. So, so all of that happened. We figured out, you know, you had great response. You had, you had parents and teachers who responded, um, appropriately all the way through. So in other words, the parents who were mad were mad, but when they got the facts, they weren't nearly as mad. Um, you did have some families who had been attached to her because they'd been around for a long time. Yep. They chose to go with her. What happened? Did you feel anything else within your program? I mean, what else was going on after she left? I mean, her leaving in the middle of the shift, I don't care who you are, but you leaving in the middle of the shift always throws off people. How long yeah. did that hap- how long did that 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 upheaval kind of affect your program? Oh, no, the staff were really <laughs> they were fed up with her by that point because they I got so many comments about, "Oh my god, she's acting like such a prima donna um about this thing or that thing and and comments like that from my staff. Um they had been used to seeing her as an ideal of what a teacher should be. And they didn't feel that way anymore. Um, Okay. But how did that affect, but did that affect your program's reputation? Uh, No. Did you feel it in your registration? Like, although there were three families who went with her, did you lose other children? Perhaps. No. I filled those spots within a week by calling people who were on the waiting list. Okay. So, um, And I I think there were parents, I think there were parents who were, I would say, had rocky enrollment. I spent more time there for the next six weeks because every time there's a major change in your program, you've got about six weeks where the parents are checking it out to see if this is going to be okay or not. And so I did a lot more FaceTime. I was there more in the morning. I was there more at pickup. I wasn't at both because, again, I had three centers. I couldn't do (laughs) one classroom uh, every day for six weeks, but I was there a lot more so that parents who had questions, who had concerns could talk to me. Um, I did about that same time bring in another teacher um, and she took over the infant room and became my, my assistant director at that location, uh, who had a very calm demeanor, uh, who was kind of, she was very, she was energetic, but serene. I don't know how else to describe Deb. Um, is there another way you can think of to describe her? No, because that was about the same time you ended up with a, with a, with a man in your infant classroom. So, I mean, that was yep. a, there, there, you had all kinds of, um, yeah. So I had a, rolling. so I had a child, uh, a teacher who had been in my infant classroom who went into, uh, 
join the preschool team. The person who had, I, the preschool room had three teachers uh, when Kiki was there and we continued to have three teachers. I just promoted who was number two to be number one and who was number one to be number two and then brought somebody in from the infant room to be number one. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot of disruption in who the teachers were talking to, what their communication was. They already knew two out of the three teachers in the classroom very well. And several of them also knew the person who came from the infant room because they had younger siblings in the infant class, which is part of why I moved that person. It was also that person had been cross-trained um, and had substituted uh, in preschool before and had had some uh, slight Montessori training. Okay. So um, basically part of the reason we wanted to share this story with you is that we wanted to make sure that you guys understand that sometimes, even though you might have the best of staff and you might be a, an awesome manager or staff liaison and you've got supportive parents, sometimes there's going to be a situation that the only real option is to let somebody go or for them yep. to quit. And yeah. um, we'll definitely talk about that more on our other two um, podcasts. Today's ended up being long, but we're glad <laughs> you guys stuck around. And so we're going to come back and uh, next week and we're going to talk about how to fire a staff person. In other words, what's the process? What does that look like? And finally, we're going to end up with a... <laughs> One of my favorites, which is how to get people to quit and think it's their idea. So on it's that, it's so easy, guys. <laughs> yeah, that one may be a short one because Carrie makes it sound real easy. So, okay, thanks a lot. We'll talk to y'all later. You. Bye. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard, or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young, with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.